Welcome to A Bigger Life, where you can break through the distractions, stop, listen, and speak to God in prayer. I'm Dave Cover. I want to help you use the Bible as your conversation with God so you can live a bigger life. You hear me say over and over again that there really is no way to live the Christian life, I don't think, without seeing your life inside the narrative of the gospel, the narrative of the good news, the narrative of the bigger story, the one story the whole Bible is about, the one story that Jesus said after he rose from the dead when he was speaking to his disciples in Luke 24, 44, he said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. So what Jesus is saying is, when I was with you all these years, I kept telling you this. And then he says, everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Well, that's just a way of saying all the Old Testament. All the Old Testament was always about Jesus. And of course, the New Testament is about Jesus. And so the entire Bible is about Jesus. According to Jesus, the entire Bible has always been about him. So when we come to the Psalms, I'm convinced that the authors of the Psalms were writing beyond their own knowledge because they were writing inspired by the Holy Spirit. And in these Psalms, the Holy Spirit is giving us glimpses of the whole story, prophesying, so to speak, just like Jesus said the Psalms were doing. They were talking about him. Now, the authors of the Psalms didn't know Jesus. They didn't really know much about Jesus, but the Holy Spirit was writing through them in ways that the Psalms are telling us about Jesus. All the Psalms were written centuries before Jesus was born. And this Psalm here, Psalm 47, that I want to look at today, is a Psalm that is calling God's people to praise Him. That word praise appears over and over in this Psalm. And in some sense, it's a good reminder for us that the way we enter into this story, the way that we walk living vertically, seeing God as the overarching context of our lives is by praise, praising God for who he is, praising God for what he has done, praising God for the promises of the gospel, praising God for his love for us, praising God for all that he is for us in Christ. This is a psalm that is good to do that with. Psalm 47 says, Clap your hands, all peoples. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. Now, I'm reading out of the ESV, and by the way, always in these podcasts, the Psalms that I read are in the show notes. So if you know how to get to the show notes inside your app, usually it's hitting the little letter I or maybe swiping left or something like that. You can see all these verses in the show notes. And so in the ESV, it says, clap your hands, all peoples. The NIV says all nations. This is a word that can mean peoples or nations. But right away, we're seeing that this psalm is talking about a reality that didn't exist at the time this psalm was written. But the times that these psalms were written, the only believers in Yahweh were part of the Jewish community or the Israelite community. It might be foreigners who became part of that community, but it was within those people. And so when the psalm is talking about, clap your hands, all peoples, Right away, we know that this psalm is talking about a reality that didn't exist then. It's talking about a reality that is going to exist in the future, and it's part of the gospel. Remember, God said to Abraham that he was, through his offspring, 
going to be a blessing to all families on the earth. That's always been the scope of the gospel, but it really has never been the reality until Jesus came and gave his gospel to the disciples and then Christianity spread and now it's a worldwide faith. But that wasn't true in the time of these Psalms, but it is true when we read the book of Revelation, this renewed earth when Christ comes back with his renewed people in a resurrection like Jesus on a renewed earth that's been renewed by Christ This is going to be people from every nation, language, tribe, tongue. Revelation says, we also see that in the prophecy of Isaiah. And here we see it in Psalm 47. All peoples are going to be clapping their hands and shouting to God. So this psalm is talking about something that's partially a reality at the time this is being written, but it's really talking about a future reality. And it's talking about it in the present tense as if the future reality is now. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. When God became human in the person of Jesus, and he died on the cross, and he rose from the dead, and he ascended, he became the perfect human king, and he will return as the perfect human king. We read this in the book of Revelation. And so this is what this psalm is talking about. God is a king reigning over the earth, and all peoples... People from every nation, tribe, language, and tongue are shouting loud songs of joy to him. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, verse 2. This is one of those places where we see, and we see it often, that the word joy and fear are linked together. There's a certain kind of fear of God, this reverence, this awe of God, of who he really is, and it It's comforting, but it's also this awe, this overwhelming awe that brings joy, that brings gladness. Closest thing I can think of it is if you stand at the edge of the Grand Canyon and you see this grandeur, this awe that you can only experience when you're on the edge of the Grand Canyon. And it just has this sense of, of fear because it's way down below. You're on the edge, this sense of awe, this sense of joy, this sense of praising it in many ways with the people you're with, just talking about how beautiful it is, how glorious it is. There's a joy, there's a fear that are linked together. And we know we have encountered God in our imagination when we have that joy and that fear linked together inside of us, this sense of God's glory, God's greatness, God's holiness, God's power, God's beauty. God's goodness, the God that created this entire universe, who is infinite, has forever lived and will forever live as God. It's overwhelming, and it brings joy, and it brings a sense of awe. Verse 4, he chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves. Remember in the New Testament, where Paul says in Colossians 3.12, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. He put on kindness. He's talking there about clothe yourselves with kindness and compassion. But the whole premise is as God's chosen people, already made holy through Christ, already dearly loved. 
We are his wanted people, chosen. We are wanted, and we are dearly loved. And so this psalm here is talking about that in verse 4. He chose our heritage for us, our inheritance for us. In Titus 3, 7, we are heirs of the having the hope of eternal life. He has given us this inheritance. We are co-heirs with Christ, Paul says. He chose us. He chose our heritage for us. We are the pride of Jacob whom he loves. We are the offspring of Jacob, the offspring of Abraham. Remember, that's what the New Testament teaches. Paul specifically teaches this in Romans 4, Galatians 3, that all of those who have faith in Christ are children of Abraham. This is the peoples, all nations, that is talked about here in verse 1 and that is being talked about here in verse 4 on this renewed, resurrected world, being the resurrected people of God. This is the whole good news. This is the story. Verse 6, sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. Jesus is the king, he is the human, the perfect human king. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. Now, this is true now. God is king over all the earth, but it's going to be fully realized when Christ, the human, the God, human king, returns to earth and establishes his kingdom. We read about this in Revelation 21, verses 1 through 7. We read about this recently in Revelation 22, verses 1 through 5. Christ, the perfect human king, restores humanity's rule over God's creation. And the new community of those who are in Christ shall reign with him forever and ever, it says in Revelation 22, 5. So we are going to reign with him, but he is the king. He is the human king who takes back what was lost at the fall of humanity. He takes back the promise of Genesis 1, 26 through 28, that we were created in God's image to reign upon the earth, to reflect the glory of God, the love of God, the care of God, to continue the work of God in his creation. Jesus brings that back to earth by becoming the perfect human king. For God himself became human. God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises to him with a psalm, which is what we're doing now. Verse 8, God reigns over the nations. This is going to happen when Christ returns and all people from every nation, family, tribe, language will be the redeemed of the Lamb, the resurrected in the Lamb. And God reigns over the nations God sits on his holy throne in Christ. This is already true, of course. God does sit on his throne, but this is going to be fully realized on earth in this bigger story. So it's already and not yet at the same time. But this is what the author of Revelation in Revelation chapter 11, verse 15 is talking about. The seventh angel sounded his trumpet And there were loud voices in heaven which said, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. That's what this psalm is talking about. Verse 5, God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. I think it's pretty amazing how the Bible is always this one story, this one story that's centered on Jesus, 
being the perfect human king. And so so even in Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, then I heard a loud voice in heaven say, now have come the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Messiah for the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been hurled down. Part of Jesus becoming the perfect human king and returning to earth is to rid the earth of all evil, all the spiritual forces of evil, and all those who are bent on evil and do not want to be people of the Lamb, those who don't want to be the people of Christ. So verse 9, the princes of the peoples gather and the people of the God of Abraham. Remember, this is all about being the offspring of Abraham. The ultimate offspring of Abraham is Jesus, and those who are in Jesus are the offspring of Abraham. People from every nation, tribe, language, tongue. Remember the promise in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, through his offspring, all the peoples on earth, all families on earth will be blessed. And so as the people of the God of Abraham, the princes of the people, we are princes, we will reign with Christ. We are princesses, we will reign with Christ the peoples of the God of Abraham, for the shields, that's a Hebrew euphemism, for the kings of the earth belong to God. We will be kings and queens reigning with him forever. It says in Revelation 22, 5, he is highly exalted. Let me just pull the thread through the needle. What I've been saying here is these Psalms have been written centuries before Jesus. I'm not saying, therefore, they're proof that Jesus is God. What I am saying is they are proof that the Bible has always been about Jesus. One story about Jesus taking back what was lost in the fall of humanity, taking back for humanity and restoring us, those who are in him, to our rightful reign of Genesis 1, 26 through 28. And it's a psalm that gives praise to God for his story, this story, this great good news of all that God is for us in Jesus. I don't know what's going on in your life right now. It's easy to get stuck looking just horizontally and even looking down and sort of getting overwhelmed by bad news in our country, our world, problems in our lives, discouraging things in our families, in our personal lives, in our work. It's easy to focus on those things and sort of just get drawn into that story as the story for our lives. But the key to living the Christian life is to look up, to see the vertical as well as the horizontal, to see God as overarching everything in our lives, and to see our lives as part of this bigger narrative, this bigger story. It's what Paul talks about when he says, while we focus on what is unseen rather than what is seen, the the unseen story that we see with our imagination. With our imagination, we see the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham and Christ as our king. And we are the people who reign as princes and princesses, as kings and queens ourselves. For the shields of the earth belong to God. The kings and queens of the earth belong to God. And he is highly exalted on this exalted earth where everyone is clapping their hands. All the peoples, all the nations are shouting to God with loud shouts of joy. Joy is your future. Joy is your story. 
this joy in the awe of God as our human king, God as his presence with us forever, God as our God, and we his people on this resurrected, renewed earth that's going to explode with the beauty and the glory and the righteousness and the goodness and the reign of God without evil, without destruction, without jealousy and hatred, without divisions, polarizing politics, bad news of health, without people slandering us and accusing us at work or in our families, without family members being deceived by the culture and rejecting Christ in their lives, without the bad news of a friend getting divorced or your own divorce or your own health issues. It's easy to just get trapped in this horizontal life in the shadows and forget this bigger story of joy and awe and glory and praise because Jesus has come and Jesus has died and Jesus has risen from the dead. This story has already begun. The new creation is already happening. It's already begun in the newly created, resurrected body of Jesus. This is a psalm that reminds us to lift up our heads, lift up our eyes, look beyond the shadows of our valley, and to see the horizon with the glory of Christ. The trumpet will sound, and Christ will take his throne as the perfect human king, and there will be glory and joy and awe and gladness in people from every nation, every tribe, every language, every family on earth. This was the promise that God gave Abraham back in the very first book of the Bible, Genesis 12, 3. It's the promise of the praise here in Psalm 47. It's the promise that we read in the last two chapters of the Bible. And it's the promise that your life is in, even in whatever you're going through right now. This is the bigger story. This is where it's all going. This is the psalm that helps Romans 8.28 make sense, that God causes all things to work together for good for those who love God and those who have been called according to his purpose. I don't know what's going on in your life, but he's going to work it together for good because this story is your story. If you're called according to his purpose, if you want the lamb to be your king, then this is the story your life is in. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we, we give praise to you. We give praise even now with eyes of faith the joy, the fear, the awe, the gladness, the praises, the giving of thanks and praise to you for all that you are doing and all that you have done for us in Jesus. You have not abandoned us to our story as just shadow people, but you have raised us to be princes and princesses, kings and queens upon your earth, your renewed earth. We will reign with you just as you had purposed us to do in the very first chapter of the Bible. 
The last chapter of the Bible assures that this is going to happen. Your decree is going to happen. And I want to be in that story. That's the story I want to define my day today, my life today, my relationships today, my words today, how I treat people today, how I think about whatever bad news I receive today, that I see it in light of the lens of this story. Even this psalm written centuries before Jesus was born, it's all part of the same story. You're doing this. It's happening. Christ has come. He's coming again. I know it because he has risen from the dead. And it's because he's risen from the dead that I even have a Bible in my hand right now, that I even have heard the name Jesus because that name spread far and wide after his disciples and 500 people saw him after his resurrection. That's the story my life is in. That's the story I want to be in. So I lift up my eyes. I raise my sights to see vertically and not just horizontally, not just look down, but to look up and to have hope and joy and awe of who you are and all that you're doing and have promised to do. That's the story my life is in. I'm all in because I know that you're all in. And I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.